And today we are going to talk about how to grow your business on TikTok. So you know that we want to earn more money so that we can invest more money. And to earn more money, you need so many different tools. And TikTok has been one of the most advanced, amazing tools for small businesses, even small creators to just blow up. Meanwhile, some people have not been having so much success. So Joshua today is going to show us his tips and tricks on how to do this the right way. Long form content is how can you keep that viewer engaged for that amount of time? How good are you as a storyteller to maintain that user's attention? Probably does. I mean, for myself, there's different. So there's obviously storytelling, but then there's almost like educational type of content. So it still works in the stories. Like I'm going to, the story in a sense is like, I'm going to show you how to do something. Getting at least to a, a thousand followers should be your target. Then you can go live. Then you can actually have interactions with your customers, talk through your products, show live how those products may work and how those products may react. <laughs> more i'm super excited to have you here at the investiva movement welcome thank you for having me i've been looking forward to this call i'm excited to talk with everyone that's kind of tuning in amazing so joshua so for somebody who's just starting out with tiktok for their business what is the first tip you would give them or the mistakes they should be avoiding we come i think it's approach into tiktok often is we're coming from a lot of people have tried with facebook a lot of people have tried with instagram a lot of people have tried with maybe like youtube so it's completely different to any of those apps whereas maybe a lot more people have been focused on like the photo aspect so actually first off that's kind of like a challenge like how do i actually bring my products to life via video as opposed to like traditional photos that i may have kind of pushed out on other channels so really how I think about that is kind of like, first off, it always just starts with like research, definitely kind of like research and spending time really understanding what's going on, what other kind of small businesses are actually kind of creating content out there and just getting a vibe for it. Um, TikTok is for anyone that uses it, they might think, oh, it's for kids. My customers aren't going to be using it. It's just full of dances. And first off, it's probably just like forgetting, forgetting that that is true. Whilst it is true, it's like a tiny, it should be like a tiny little thought when we see other the businesses that literally go, they just sell out overnight for one product or one, any kind of like special office or office that they've got. So first off, that's probably like the main one, uh, research and seeing what other kind of creators and what other kind of small businesses are using it, how they're using it. And just kind of really getting a feel for what does kind of like video creation on TikTok look like? How do kind of like videos capture that attention? What are people often talking about? Because we don't want to be actually selling. That's kind of like the opposite of what you want to be doing as a business on TikTok is really like the selling. So we want to be kind of like inspiring people, showing something different or showing like the benefits of actually thinking instead of like, come, 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 get all of these sales. It's thinking, here's what I can do for you. Here's what our products can do for you. Here's how they can help you but not necessarily in the direct selling space. So it's definitely much more like educating people on like why they need this product. How is it going to help them? Um, what is it going to be used for? Those kind of like things also. And then inspiring them and telling that story of a business. We're into people like TikTok is a people's business in itself. Like we invest in creators and uh, seeing other people. And that's always what stands out on the FYP. And that's what people really engage with. They want that story. They want that story behind the business, the story behind the product. The TikTok specifically is delivering that message, delivering that story. And it's almost like the products come secondary. So it's almost like the people first and then the products come after. 
So that's why I was, how I'd kind of like position anyone that's kind of looking to approach TikTok is like, how can you tell that story? What is it that you do? Why is it that you do it? How is it that you do it? Maybe where is that you do it? A lot of people were in different locations they might be uh, thinking about. So just kind of answering common questions that people might have about your business is usually the best place to start, at least if you're kind of starting out on TikTok. But those are more, for, more so for the newbies that are just starting out, definitely kind of like researching and seeing what kind of uh, other kind of content that creators are making and just got on getting a notepad and just jotting down some ideas or, or some inspiration and then just actually taking action and just hitting record button, posting it and not really caring about going viral or getting the views or getting the followers because those do come. It just comes to, I would say, quantity leads to quality. So pumping out these videos, eventually you're going to find that groove, which the algorithm will just pick up and then you just keep rolling with that type of post because that's when you've kind of unlocked the secret formula or the hidden trick and then you just kind of keep rolling with it. So almost like a bit of a long-winded answer of like the approach, but that's people that are just starting out. That's how I would definitely kind of like uh, start out if you're a new business. So basically take action. First of all, hit that record button because that is like, people are like, oh, I don't want to be a video. Just do it. Do your research and create value. So I have a question for you here because yeah, I went, um, I grew on TikTok pretty fast initially and I was creating value. And so now I'm feeling like, when I get a little bit too technical, so I mean, I have a lot to offer. Like I wanna just teach them about everything, but it feels like there is certainly a balance there. Like if I go and like teach about like really high value stuff, like some of my TikToks that have got like zero views are like the stuff that I teach my like $30,000 students. And on TikTok, they just don't care. So how can I deliver value without boring TikTok? Because I feel like TikTok, there is a balance between being engaging and being fun and entertaining and value. If I say, okay, five steps to, you know, creating your investment account. And I mm -hmm. think like, this is such a good thing. And it wouldn't go viral. Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> anything. I mean, first of all, it could be anything. It's more first off targeting. Is it kind of being targeted to the right people? often is like, are you using the right hashtags? Are you using, is your account targeted in that right way? Five is a big number. So when people kind of see that it seems like exhausting to think maybe like five, actually maybe let's switch it up and say three. And then we're counting down because we subconsciously want to see what that number one is. Maybe like there's like, for the music charts, for example, like 40 to one, we hold on because we want to know what that number one spot is. Um, so a lot of the time it's short form content with the average attention span over being only being eight seconds, when you're only on 0.5 and people are like, most what they usually would be into other videos, they're like, okay, well, this is gonna be almost like a longer video. So sometimes it's just actually breaking it into more bite-sized chunks. That's what uh, works really well on TikTok. I mean, I've built my whole account over the last year on teaching people how to use TikTok. And they're very simple as like, how to record a video, how to use the hashtag, how to change your profile photo. But it's almost like that beginner's guide. I think that's sometimes when we think about where are people in that stage, are they at like a 30,000 investment level to be wanting to learn this high level stuff? Or have we got to take it a few steps back and really go like back to the basics and kind of inspire them to get started and, and get on that journey through that content. So sometimes that's um, kind of position of content, having that balance between more the advanced, the intermediate, and also kind of like the, the beginner side of things. So I think that would kind of be like a definitely approach for anyone maybe that's tuning in today thinking really how can I start with the basics and really help people with the basics and then start building the foundations for when people come to my profile, 
they'll see there's the basics, the, the intermediary, the advanced and the expert level kind of content that they can learn from. Definitely would be my approach to that. So two questions here. First of all, yeah. you said you need to make sure that this is being targeted to the right people. Yeah. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, so I need to use hashtags. And it kind of feels like hashtags don't work. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's different for different personally from different creators side of thing. They work on discoverability. So the way how I use hashtags specifically is I very much focus on what are other people in my niche using. I want because because I want my content to be served to other people that have engaged on their posts where those hashtags were present. So that's how I traditionally use use hashtags. For example, other TikTok coaches will use hashtag TikTok coach or TikTok mentor. Now, if uh, one of their audience or their followers are engaged on that post, I want to use that hashtag so I can tap into their audience. So that's how I kind of use it personally. From a smaller account just starting out, I definitely believe they increase discoverability. I definitely think that they feed the algorithm and help it. Not so much maybe for like some of the larger creators. I don't feel that the hashtags that they use have every real kind of like correlation on their content. Really, hashtags aren't going to make your post go viral. If the post isn't good, it's just not going to actually get pushed out. So content is king. And then we have all of these other different things that come into play, whether it's posting time, whether it's like who's actually currently following us, how they engage, uh, what kind of hashtags we're using. People don't realize is captions. They're search engine optimized. So they're feeding into the algorithm, picking up words, whether it's like investing or making money or passive income. Those are kind of being the, the algorithms then kind of tailoring those and, and matching those types of videos with other types of content that have included those also. So I do believe that hashtags do play a role for discoverability and it definitely just to kind of help categorize your content, especially as like a smaller creator, not so much for the larger creators where really they've got a big audience that's quite engaging already. What do you mean? What would be considered as a large audience over 10K, 100K, 1 million? I believe anything kind of like as much as I haven't tested it, it's more so I think kind of like the in the tens of thousands plus. I think that's when really hashtags can play kind of play a role, but not as much maybe for like a smaller creator who's just starting out, who's still trying to like train the algorithm as to what kind of content they create. So I think it almost is stages of like the, the zeros to one Ks, one to 10, 10 to 100, and then the 100K plus creators. I definitely would say when it comes to using hashtags, just be thinking what are some of those things that people might be searching for that it might be category or niche specific? Who is that audience that I'm looking to target? Other people like use hashtags within their post. If I'm a mum, I'm probably, if I don't know anything how to use hashtags, I'm probably going to use just hashtag mum and describe who I am as a user. Now, if there's another brand that is looking to maybe focus on mums, really, if they put that hashtag in, their content's going to be shown to that kind of audience that may have used that hashtag themselves. Uh, that's one way that your content can get shown to that different type of people. But yeah, so that's how I can, I think it kind of like works with, with the different kind of like tiers, especially for bigger creators that might not need it as much, but the smaller creators, I think hashtags play a bit more of a key role. But remembering that virality doesn't come from whether you use hashtag FYP or not, it comes from if your content is engaging, that people want to watch, that people want to engage with, that people want to share. That's where virality comes from in that aspect. Amazing. And you also mentioned captions. Captions also for smaller creators or larger creators as well? Um, I think because captions is two part. First off, closed captions, which is a new feature that or a feature whoever's watching this is, has just about to be going to be rolled out, which is the automatic caption. Because when we're engaging with content, we do it two ways. We do it like audio and we do it visually. Now, sometimes actually reading captions 
similar to when you watch like a, maybe subtitles on the TV program, they keep you a lot more engaged and having those keywords will help. But then also actual the captions in the video, how does that add to the story? Is it going to be adding that kind of curiosity aspect? Is there something that's kind of keyword heavy, going to get search engine optimized? Are you calling out your audience? Are you calling out something specific in the video that is just going to add that extra kind of like ammunition, that extra fuel to helping your content get categorized in the right way? Because you can have the greatest content, but if it's not reaching the right people, it's probably not going to then go viral because it just hasn't been categorized the right way by the algorithm. Definitely thinking when it comes to captions, how can I caption this in a way that someone who can't see my content will understand or want to kind of uh, watch that video for uh, longer for. Got it. And so let's talk about length of the video. When you go above a thousand followers, I believe that is when you unlock longer videos from 15 seconds to a minute. Now, personally, I've noticed that if my videos are too long, it doesn't get many views, but I have also seen viral videos somehow they actually manage like there's a trick you can actually upload like two minute videos on, on TikTok. so what is your take on that is it really um, not good to have longer videos or who is it for and should we use it or should we not use it if you want to create value again like sometimes you want to go ramble on and give us your thoughts <laughs> i think it, and it just comes down to the what type of content creator you are how can you tell the story the difference between like a larger creator like i'm trying to think of some examples but those larger, maybe like YouTube that have got experience, they know how to tell stories. They're used to creating 15, 20 minute videos on YouTube. When they come to TikTok, it's just natural for them. They can almost compact it because they've got that knowledge and that skills of being able to tell that story. Now, it's almost a little bit harder for, for other types of creators to keep that engagement. The average attention on TikTok is eight seconds. That's why we always say that under the 15 second marks, by default, it's only a 15 second video. Because when people are scrolling on the FYP, they only actually stop on between six to eight posts. So really when they're scrolling, it's on average about six to eight posts, they decide to kind of like stop on. I would say for anyone that is thinking about creating that longer form content, really focusing on that hook is super important, giving that context to what that video is about, whether with what kind of like emotions we're tapping into, maybe it's something that people might be frustrated with, something that might connect with them if you're calling out the audience. But it's just what I like to call it is kind of almost like trimming the fat, making sure that it's just engaging enough to keep wanting to watch and people it's leading up to something. That's why we have like singing videos or art videos, most specifically, or transformation, makeup transformation videos. We want to watch right to the end. We want to watch to see how that actually looks at the end when it follows that kind of format of that beginning, the, the middle and the end. That's why when we talk link back to like some of those list based content, having that countdown because you want to find out what the big number one tip is or that number one part of the video that people want to tune into. So I think there's variations. It comes in different stages of how they get pushed out on the FYP. When it comes down to like watch time, we have a smaller video, you won't need to closer to 100% watch time. But then if you're moving for 15 seconds to 30 seconds, that 100% watch time can be anything from 60 to 70%. 30 second videos to a minute can be kind of closer to the 60 and like the 50 to 70 purely because it works two ways. It's not the total percentage of watch time people watch it for, but the total seconds. So if people are watching a 30, uh, 60 second video for 40 seconds on average, that's different to watching a 10 second video or eight seconds on average, because you're still kind of staying on the app for a lot longer. So that's the kind of thoughts of creating kind of shorter form versus long form content is how can you keep that viewer engaged for that amount of time? How good are you as a storyteller to maintain that user's attention? You mentioned story a lot. Yeah. So 
basically we have to figure out a way to tell a story while creating value. So my coach, Russell Brunson, I believe you're a ClickFunnel person as well. Um, so he says, hook story offer, right? So, and he also talks about, you know, having different frameworks. So frameworks used to work really well for me on TikTok. I would just like when the dancing and pointing thing was a thing. Oh, that was so easy. It was awesome. But now it's no longer a thing. So can you tell us an example of telling a story while creating value? Because you do that, like you are creating value. So what is the story that you're telling that is keeping people engaged so that they stay on until the end and want to come back? Probably does. I mean, for myself, there's different. So there's obviously storytelling, but then there's almost like educational type of content. So it still works in the stories. Like I'm going to, the story in a sense is like, I'm going to show you how to do something. And then that's the introduction. And then the middle of that is, here's what it is that I've kind of, here's what I've talked to you about. So it really sometimes on TikTok, we don't really have sometimes the ending could be naturally the ending is that you've kind of got that tip or you've, you've got that value because you've, it's like the, the hook and then going to like the middle and, and the end. What's really big at the moment is, I guess we were kind of touched upon it earlier, of like that character comedy, where people are having that internal dialogue between themselves, where people are watching that conversation. That's almost storytelling in itself, regardless of maybe like what are some of the things that they might be talking around. But then really, it's about being real. A lot of people will just share their story on TikTok or share. It's very much transitioning to more kind of like vlog lifestyle. There's an actually creator that's gone viral recently, and she's posting like 30 to 40 videos per day. And she's accelerated to, I think, 800,000 in only a short few months. But she's just vlogging her day. She's going through her day. So maybe that's the transition where we come from, like the YouTubes and the daily vlogs and the travel side of things. And some people, that's kind of more the storytelling that creators are starting to use TikTok for. As it becomes more of like a daily social media app, as people switch from updating on Twitter every day, updating on Instagram every day, actually now people are starting to use TikTok to just tell their story and just kind of like, people who they are it's great for showing that authenticity and how people can really connect with you because it's video it's different to the polished photoshopped images that we may get on and instagram that's why other social medias are following down that suit when we've got instagram reels youtube shorts people want to see people they don't want to see like all this photoshopped and airbrushed kind of thing so i think that well, that's where storytelling is really working beneficial on tiktok because it is authentic. We can't hide behind anything. So people actually start to see, or see the real side of you. And that's why a lot of celebrities and actors and actresses are flocking over to TikTok because they can see it as this big opportunity to actually engage and be their authentic selves where maybe they can't be on other social media apps that have got the wrong connotations for things that might be over edited or, or over photoshopped or almost like false in nature. So that's my two cents on kind of the storytelling aspect of TikTok. That makes sense. And you now touch on that my next question, which is the number of times you post on a day. So again, I've seen people like consistency. You mentioned that at the beginning of this video. That is key. You want to be consistent. I've seen very successful accounts who post once a day, once a week. And then I've also seen the ones who post like a billion times a day. Is there like, I feel like when I post three times a day, there is like a catch. So one of the videos like gets a lot of views and then the other two just is like buried. Like if you are a busy business owner, because we are talking about business owners here, you don't have time to like post a million times a day. What is a good strategy here? 
Well, I think I think I've heard you speak about this before of doing the batch creation is definitely a good way, but segregating it into really what it is, what your content pillars are. So as business owners, we talk about that story. Is it like, am I telling a story about my business? Am I telling a story about my product? Getting those kind of like almost kind of creating those in like batch so we can get through them as I kind of like get them as, as through as quickly as possible. Trends, I mean, trends can come and go. So there, I always say, if you see a trend, jump on it as soon as you can. But when it comes to like a post and strategy, I think everyone will say the one to three times a day. Now, understanding that for busy business owners, especially like small business owners who it's maybe like a side hustle, things that they might be kind of like something doing on the side of like a full-time job or if they're part of a family, that's where I would just say like, just kind of post to your routine. What is it your goal? If your goal is to, you know, get 100,000 followers in a month, chances are you're not going to probably be able to do that if you're only posting one video a day because that's only 30 videos. Now, if you did 10 videos a day, that's 300 videos. What are the chances that one of those might go viral or you might learn how to become a better creator by posting and looking back through some of the videos that have done well and tweaking and adapting? So personally for myself, on my own journey, I didn't stop posting. I didn't skip a day until I reached 100K. That last, I think that was about five months, I think that. And I used to freak out when it's coming to the end of the day. And I was like, I have not posted today. I need to quickly go through my draft and see if I've kind of like scheduled it or like had anything. And some of them might have been a, a bit dodgy. But I think one to three times, if you can do more, do more. But I always say it's just finding that rhythm because the rhythm, our rhythms work differently. If people are moms, if they are business owners, I'd say you're best off creating and posting because you just never know when that video is going to go viral. So I wouldn't kind of like bite your tongue and be like, no, I'm not going to post this one because I think it might flop. Because again, that's the unpredictable nature of TikTok that we never know what's going to go viral. We never know what's going to go, what's going to blow up. But yes, I'd say find your rhythm. That may be two posts a week. That may be 30 posts a day, <laughs> depending on depending on how much content you can create. But linking back, if anyone that's kind of more just starting out, again, it's getting in that process of actually creating realize how are some of the what are some of the features that TikTok has the timer function the green screen effects getting at least to a, a thousand followers should be your target then you can go live then you can actually have interactions with your customers talk through your products show live how those products may work and how those products may react also yes in answer to your question find a rhythm and make that rhythm work for you i think that's what i kind of tell my students anyway Make the rhythm work for you. Here we have another motor. We say, make your money work for you. Say, make your rhythm work for you. That's great. So one interesting observation I've had. Yes, I used to, and I still do, like I have a content creation day and then I start posting the rest of the week. I'm starting to notice that when I film on TikTok and mm -hmm. I post on the same day, I get more views than, first of all, if I film in a different app and I upload it to TikTok or if it's in my draft and I post it, let's say a week or two weeks later, am I crazy or have you noticed it as well? <laughs> uh, that's a good question to be fair. I'd, I'd ask, is it an actual belief or is it more just a theory? That's the other thing. Have I kind of like actually looked at that and posted it and think actually that is true or is it maybe it's happened one or two times out of maybe 10 times and then actually no, that didn't really kind of like pay attention. Honestly, I think lots of people have asked me this question like does it make a difference if you post in app does it make a difference if you post out of app does it make a difference if you upload i know there's other big big creators like i mean jason derulo for example like he does a lot of these effects or will smith will smith would probably be the perfect example 
Bailey's the time where he's probably like created an app. He's probably just uploaded or one of his team has uploaded it and they still go viral. They still get kind of pushed out. So I don't think there's any... Is Will Smith, though. He is Will Smith, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like amazing. The kind of, I mean, you're right. It comes down. I'm sorry. You're right. It's all about content. Yeah, exactly. It is all about content. I'm not sure if there's any... There is any correlation. People who have these theories like, oh, if I leave the app straight after posting, this is going to make a difference. Well, no. Why would you want to leave the app? At what point would any social media want you to leave the app? They want to keep you on the app. So what would I say is like, okay, we'll flip that. Actually, instead of actually leaving the app for an hour, go and reply to some of your comments you haven't replied to. Go on the For You page and uh, start commenting on other people's posts. Go and engage with other creators in your niche and start go live. Start bringing traffic to that video. Those first like 20, 30 minutes before it gets pushed out from your followers to the For You page, that initial engagement is one of the factors that could affect how well it does when it gets pushed out onto the FYP. Um, so yeah, there's lots of myths and theories and I used to believe them uh, when I created my two, three, uh, this is not my first attempt on TikTok. <laughs> so I had a few failed attempts and I used to believe all of them. And then I was just like, actually, I just need to create content and post when I want, not worry about you know the drafts, not worry about leaving the app or doing specific things that other people might think actually does affect it. Just posting it and just like any other social media app, you wouldn't post on Instagram and then leave for two hours. You'd probably like stay there and you know, enjoy the app. That's what it's like there for. Right. I think the myth there was that because TikTok algorithm will then start to want you to mm. come back, it will start pushing notifications. So they put your video on FYP so you get the notifications. The thing is, I don't even get the notifications because I've turned them off. So I think the app is smart enough to know that by now that maybe it was a thing at one point, I don't know. But going live right after posting, you would recommend that, right? Just yes, I mean, I would. I think everyone will say go live. I And again, I don't just say like, oh, go live after posting. I say go live whenever you can. Go live as much as you can because it's nurturing. It's kind of actually connecting with that audience. For myself, being more of like a business or a coach, like that marketing-led approach, this is a great way to extend that value where people tune into my lives and it's like a 30 minute masterclass on TikTok coaching. Now that's completely free for them. And it's almost like, well, if this guy can do this in 20 minutes and he's replying to all of these hundreds of people in this live, what can he do when he's speaking to me one-on-one? -on -one? What can he do when he's actually focusing on, on my account? Similar like any other, maybe like coaches or other kind of like business orientated you know, what can that product do for me? What can that extension of that value be in the lives? I say, so I would say just try to go live as, as much as you can. Try to go live over 30 minutes. You usually kind of go live over 30 minutes. Gives you like a little bit of an extra push. Uh, it's almost like that warm-up phase. Then TikTok knows, oh, actually, you go, we're getting lots more people in here. What I've found on my account after 30 minutes is I often get a big, big more push in, in live. Another tip I would say for people that go live is, you know, try and for those people that are scrolling on the FYP that see lives, Show something that makes people know what your live is about. If you're like a small business owner, you know, have a whiteboard or have like a plaque or a little bit of card so people can read what your live is about as opposed to like tuning in or, or trying to understand it. One thing that used to work well for me is, you know, live, well, I still do it. I've got the whiteboard here, live TikTok coaching. So people on the FYP, it's like, okay, this is curious. This is cool. I'm going to get coached on TikTok. I'm going to stay in here. I'm going to tune in. Right. Actually, this brings me, I have a lot of questions here. Strategy about going live because I see people just going live and just like doing their makeup and like answering questions. And then there are other people who are like eating dinner or like they're just like there are a variety of things. You're saying that actually like using it as a training session. I mean, the question is because, you know, 
people are going to be tuning in, like in the middle of it, they haven't seen the beginning of it. Like, do you even care about that? You just start the training like, hey, this is the training and you start talking about it. Very reactive. I think uh, it's very reactive on TikTok, especially it's always giving back. It's replying to comments, it's engaging in the community and being like a community leader. I think for most specifically for myself, I want to help people. That's my goal to help all these creators. So if I see them struggling, if I think there's something on the FYP that they can improve, I'm going to write, hey, like I think this would do better if you maybe use this hashtag. Hey, I think it'd be better, better if you use position your text this way. Linking back to going live most specifically, it's being reactive to when people are tuning in. It's me asking them to ask me questions. In, if you're in this live, ask me any questions that you have around TikTok. What are your biggest frustrations? What are your biggest goals? You know, how can I literally help you in the next 30 minutes be the best creator that you can be? If you've got any, like, uh, most specifically at the time of this, we were kind of recording it. Loads of videos were in review yesterday. So people were coming into my live and they were saying, oh, my video's in review, what can I do? And there I am just saying, this is what you need to do. This is why it's happened. This is what you need to do over the next few hours to kind of resolve that. So it's actually just giving them that feedback and giving them that support in lives to just kind of help them. And when people are tuning in and they can see that I'm asking all these questions, it's quite engaging that I'm speaking at 100 miles an hour. I'm asking, I'm introducing every person that's coming into my live. I'm welcoming back my VIP members who I know show up every single live. And I'm just saying, ask me questions, ask me questions. You're not going to ask me a question. I'm going to just keep talking. I'm just going to keep talking about hashtags until it sparks an idea. It's like, oh, actually, now you mentioned that. Similar, like, oh, we're having this conversation now. We're like, oh, good job you mentioned that because I had another question. It's exactly what happens uh, when we go live, that people have these questions that they might not have thought of like organically in their head, but it's kind of pushing them down that rabbit hole to think about things in a different way. Lives is effective. I think if you're doing makeup, if you're eating food, it's probably not the most engaging thing, but there are people out there that like that kind of stuff. It depends on your audience, right? Amazing. Thank you so much, Joshua. I think this was so informative. You guys, if you enjoyed this video, go ahead and first of all, find Joshua Moore on TikTok. We're going to have his TikTok handle down in the description area if you're at all interested in blowing out on TikTok. And he just said, he goes live and answers all questions. So if I don't get to answer your questions or you didn't get any value here, then go to Joshua's video and get value there. Share this video with anyone who is struggling to grow on TikTok. And of course, when you start actually making money using TikTok, go ahead and invest it. Thank you so much for joining Joshua. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Investiva Movement. Joshua, before we go to the Q&A, our tradition for our YouTube videos is I ask all of my guests uh -huh. to make a silly face. Okay. okay, what? Is that a photo or is that like a video? Do it. Oh, wait, wait, okay, uh, wait, I might have to mess up my hair a little bit, though, because I, I see it's got, I've got to bring the hair into it kind of thing, right? I'll just do a little, um, a little, um, wait, 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 <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, my God, I am so going to use that for the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay.